the smiling preacher. <laughs> Y'all call me the smiling preacher. That's because he lives. <laughs> yeah. They call me the smiling preacher. Let me tell you why I smile. That plane took off. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> that plane landed. I said, thank you, Jesus. That ship took off. I said, thank you, Jesus. That ship reached shore. I said, thank you, Jesus. We got into Mexico and got in the car. I said, thank you, Jesus. We got out the car and got back. I said, thank you, Jesus. The ship left Mexico. I said, thank you, Jesus. The ship came back to America. I said, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> the plane left Long Beach. I said, thank you, Jesus.
where we ought to be. Two, five through 11 will get you there. 818, something like that. When you get there, say amen. Amen. Thank you. John chapter 1, begin with verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote. Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth. Can anything good come from there? Nathan, you ask. Amen. Flip over to Philippians chapter 2. Beginning with verse 5. In your relationship with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used as his own advantage. Rather than Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, exalt him to the highest place. And gave him the name that is above every name. Amen. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. In heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God our Father. Amen. Some would rather have houses and Oh. 
Detroit. That's your part. Can anybody help me change the road? stage and 
totally insults an entire people. And that is not, that's bad, but that's not as bad as dragging God into it. Here's what he said, and I quote, he said, it was God's will that he would be mayor of one of the largest cities in the world. Then he says, he could have been the mayor of some small place like Topeka, Kansas. That's what he said. And that wasn't the first time. That was the second time he belittled the people of Kansas. And I don't know if we missed the list because we Super Bowl champions or not. <laughs> but let's just tell the truth about it. People judge you. Come on, somebody. Based off of where you are from. People make decisions about you based on where you're from and where does not limit itself to geographical location. Come on, somebody. Those of us that know the local economy here in Kansas City, we know that, you know, when you're talking to somebody, perhaps from Overland Park. They may have some idea of what it's like to live in urban Kansas City. Or I think that they have some idea. People judge you from from which you come. Not just geographically, but socially. They judge you based off of who you was born to. And not to know you, but to maybe have known your parents. Y'all not going to talk to me. And then they judge you of where you're from economically. That's what we do in this country, in this capitalistic, competitive country. We ask, before we ask about you and your family, we ask, where do you work? Amen. <laughs> what do you do? And depending on what you say next is how folks judge you. Is there a witness here? Now, you know, sometimes when you talk, you got to be careful. Not to reveal your ignorance. All right. <laughs> because sometimes you can think you're smart yeah. Yeah. when you really say something utterly just dumb. Because the mayor said that if God wanted me to preach, I mean, wanted me to uh, be the mayor of some, in other words, female, in other words, it was God's will for him to be the mayor. Of a big city. But then that's where he showed his ignorance. Because it showed me that he misunderstands that God 
can work in lofty places just as well as God can work in lowly places. And as a matter of fact, if we really understood his text, every time we see God at work, God is not working in the high place. God is working in the low place. God doesn't do his best work high on the hill, but he does it low in the valley. As a matter of fact, I didn't come to know God up on the hill. I came to know God at my lowest. Good luck with that. All right. All right. Those of us who are circulating around the Bible Belt may be the very ones that saved this nation from spiraling into moral bankruptcy. And somebody from Topeka, Kansas is going to rightly divide the word of truth and set not only New York, but New York and California. I digress. <laughs> if you're not careful, you can begin to adopt the prejudice people have toward you. You can easily become what people perceive you to be. I got in trouble the other night. I did. I got in trouble the other night. Because we had a, uh, a forum here at the church. Y'all don't know it. It was supposed to have been across the street. They wouldn't open the door, so we had the forum here. And I facilitated the forum. And my opening remarks was, we can have serious conversations. And we can ask pertinent questions of candidates and people that are in leadership without being cathartic and cantankerous toward them. What I say that for? Because see, people come to certain situations ready to fight. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And what I had to do was remind folk that, wait a minute, at first the event was across the street, but then it moved into the house of God. And in the house of God, we can't behave in this house as we will behave perhaps in some other. Y'all not going to talk back to me. And if I'm going to be a part of this, we're going to do things decently and in order and healthy, and we're going to have good and gay. Folks didn't like that. They didn't like that because it requires you to respect other people and to be patient. Yeah. And they didn't like that. They wanted to be antagonistic. Uh -huh. and they wanted to pin people up. Uh -huh. And they wanted to vent their frustrations. Right, right. And I'm just trying to tell you, just because we've seen other people behave that way doesn't mean we need to behave that way. We, why don't we take the opportunity to show folks how they ought to be? Just because you see that somewhere else don't mean they got to be up in here, up in here. Am I saying anything to you? Just because people perceive you to be one way, be careful not to adopt somebody else's perception of who you are. And this is what you need to tell your family. Stop telling me what other families do. Stop telling me what other 
people do. Stop telling me what they do in their house. Hey, listen, I'm like Joshua. As for me and my house, whether you like it or not, we will.
there's been a mistake made somewhere in the atmosphere. Because luck don't come to us that often. Am I talking to anybody? One of the biggest pet peeves that I have is when people live up to other folks' stereotypes. I don't have time. Now, y'all know I teach college. And uh, it's a historically white school. And uh, it's a Christian college. And it's good folk there. You know, all the folk are good, very good people there. But you know, young people come in, and they come in from all different walks of life. And so they made the mistake of letting me speak at chapel one Tuesday. It was a mistake. Because before I was invited to come, I would be walking in the hallway. And as I walked in the hallway, I'd be hearing from the mouths of black students. Can I say, I don't want to say it in church. Yeah. I might as well. Yeah. But the N word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Falling out of their mouth. Yeah. And I'm so. Oh, this is about to get good, Zayn. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm. Yeah. I'm so tired yeah. of hearing yeah. white people. Yeah. I got a lot of white friends. My white friends online. So tired of hearing white people make excuses for you. You walk around nigga this and nigga this and nigga this and nigga that, and you know what they're saying? Oh, he must come from a bad neighborhood. Well, you know they don't have fathers. Oh, well, you know they're all raised by single mothers. That's what's underneath it. That's what's underneath it. We have a special student population. You know what special means? You don't know how to behave yourself. Negro, you know how to behave yourself. It don't matter where you came from. You know better. You know how to act. You ain't got to have money to know how mama... You ain't doing what your mama taught you. Talk to me. We full of poor folk up in here, but we know how to act. We full of folk that came out of public school, but we know how to act. Talk to me, somebody. I ain't got to have money in my pocket to have morals in my heart. Talk to me, somebody. Somebody. Yeah. 
It means you're totally ignorant. It means that you're only good for extermination. You don't have a mind to yourself. You have to be controlled because if you're not controlled, you ain't going to do nothing but tear up the population. That's what it means. You're the worst and the lowest of society. And you got the nerve to say it's an endearing term. The devil is a lie. It's not endearing. It's insulting. And why are you living up to the stereotype? Like you can't control yourself. And then you won't call each other an MF. The slave master would take the strongest slave, the one that the slave master could get the most work out of. And the slave master would watch him. And they would, the slave master would call the Negro slave a strong stud. And the slave master, because he owned him and believed that his strength came out of his genetics, he would lock him in a room with his mother. And he wouldn't let him out until he ensured that he impregnated his mother. Hence the word mother ever. And you think that's cool. Place is a place 
Now, is anybody, now, maybe I'm in the wrong church. Maybe everybody came, uh, you know, with a silver spoon in their mouth, high off the hill. But any, did it, does anybody come from a place where nothing happens? Talk to me somebody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There, that backwater place. There, that impoverished place. There, that uneducated, that broke down place where nothing happens but thievery, robbery, and insults. There, where there's nothing but broken glass and boarded up windows. There, where seemingly the people don't care about one another. There, where folks are just trying to take advantage of one another. There, where folks seem to be very Anybody know where I'm talking about? Where is that? Where is your there? Where is your there in your marriage? Where is your there in your community? Where is your there in your church? Can anything good happen? From Central Christian Church. Can anything good come from here? Can anything good come out of your there? Wherever your there is, can anything good come out of your there? Oh, what a question. Here's what the mayor of New York failed to realize, and this is the scripture that he needs to read. All he needs to do is read verse 6 and 7 of Philippians 2, 5 through 7. It says this, it says, let this mind be in you as it was in Christ Jesus, who being in the very form of God, I like the King James Version, who thought it not robbery to make himself equal to God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the role of a servant made in the likeness of man. And what I want to tell the mayor of New York is, brother, you don't know that God came to us in the ghetto. That's what you don't know. Oh, you missed your shot? Oh, you missed your shot? Did you hear what I said? The one who saw, hey, the universe as dark and void. The one who said, let there be light and separated the sky from the waters. The one who separated the plains and, and, and limited the shore of the ocean. The one that put the firmament between the heavens And the one that breathed Ruha into man and made him man into the one that 
he decided.
folks that don't need nothing. Well, listen, if you don't need that, you don't need my God. Because what he does, he supplies all of my needs. And let me tell you what his name means. Jesus. Healing. Jesus. Can anything good? Can anything good? 